Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Literary Quest. Uh, this week we're discussing Rabid by Raven Kennedy and Ivy Asher. This is going to be an after dark episode. We'll be discussing some adult themes like sex. And I literally don't think there's any way that I can talk about this book without cussing. So there will be cuss words. Gird your loins. Uh, I'll start with our characters and then Vicky will uh, take off with our plot. So characters. We have Seneca Rain. She's our main character. At the start of the book, she's only 20, going on 21, and is preparing to go through her flux. Uh, so Seneca is part of a pack of shifters, and with her flux, she will merge with her spirit wolf um, and be able to shift into wolf form. Her mother, who was the village healer, has just died. Uh, in her pack, we have, and she is part of the Twin Rivers pack. So within her pack, we have Hess who was Seneca's mother's best friend in the Twin Rivers pack. They got really close after Seneca's father was murdered. Um, he's the only fella in the Twin Rivers pack who isn't just a completely dirtbag. We have Alpha Burke, who is the alpha of the Twin Rivers pack. And he took that role by force three years ago when he and his band of betas rolled in and shot anyone who resisted him, including Seneca's father. He is a stage five creeper and has been stalking our main character, Seneca, for years. And really, he's a coward at heart. We also have Alpha Tyran Bauer, who is the Alpha of the Ruin Falls pack. Uh, this pack is rumored to be completely savage. They have a reputation for killing their own members. Tyran is around 33, has longish brownish hair, is gorgeous obviously. Um, in his pack, his second is Britain and his third is Harlan, who's a female, which is interesting uh, because a lot of packs are uh, sexist and misogynists. So that's fun. Um, but not, it's not fun, actually. Um, we have Strawberry Presley, who is one of the Kappas in the Ruin Falls pack, and her job is to obtain food for the pack. She takes her job extremely seriously and makes bad first impressions. And we have Voria, who is the healer for the Ruin Falls pack, and she has a fantastically dirty mouth. I love her. Where does this book take place? You know, I'm not really sure. Shifter books always make me think of like the Pacific Northwest, Vicky Pictures, Colorado. I don't think that there's an actual description of maybe where this place, this book takes place, except for Twin Rivers, maybe, and Ruin Falls, ambiguously located places. It's forested. We know that much. Vicky, <laughs> do you <laughs> take off with a plot? <laughs> sure. All right, so the book begins with Seneca Reigns' mother's funeral. Um, her mother was the pack healer, and according to pack Alpha Burke, she died when she burnt herself out healing some of the wolves. Seneca does not believe Burke. She believes that he killed her mother. 
Unfortunately, she doesn't have any proof and she cannot stand up to the pack Alpha by herself. Uh, the Twin Rivers pack was taken over three years ago by Alpha Burke, who used dishonorable ways of taking over, killing Seneca's father in the process. Ever since then, Burke has had his eyes sent, set on Seneca. He has mostly been kept at bay by her mother, but now that her mother has died, she has no protection. After the service, he approaches Seneca. The flux, which is the ceremony where those old enough will get to meet their wolves and shift for the first time, is just a few days away. Burke tells Seneca that after the flux, she will be kicked out of her home so that the new healer can move in. When she objects, he tells her that his wolf will forcibly claim her during the flux, so it won't matter. Seneca is strongly opposed to this and wants to find a way out. So when she returns to her house, Hess, her mother's best friend, comes to see her. They aren't close, but Hess tells her that he has permission to leave the pack and half-heartedly invites her to come with him. Uh, but it's not a real invitation, so uh, Seneca declines, and Hess says that he'll be around until after the flux. After a lot of thought, Seneca decides that she will not go through with the flux and will live her life as a human, which is a difficult and painful decision because shifters are very in tune with their wolf and it's a big part of who they are. However, she isn't willing to risk her wolf submitting to Burke and being claimed by him. So she packs a backpack and sneaks into town, but there are already pack members in town. A few other females who will be going through the flux are getting their hair and makeup done. They spot Seneca and think that she is there to join them. She has no choice but to play along. It is super awkward because Seneca has hidden herself away for years to avoid Burke. And since Burke has not made it a secret that he wants Seneca, there's also some jealousy and animosity towards her. When they are done, she has no choice but to return to the pack with them. She adjusts her plan so that she will escape right before the flux. However, this doesn't work out. She is caught by Burke and three, males, three male betas. They rough her up and Burke again tells her that he will claim her and rape her. Then they drag Hess out. He is beaten to a bloody pulp. They tell her that if she does not go through with the flux, they will kill him. So she agrees. At the ceremony, she meets her wolf spirit and is in awe and excited, but Burke gives her no time to adjust or to get to know her wolf. He drags her away, sexually assaults her. She manages to shift and her wolf goes insane. She fights Burke with everything she has and almost kills him. She manages to kill one of his betas in the process. They end up shooting her with a tranquilizer, and when she comes to, Burke is there and is trying to use his alpha influence to force her to shift, but she's too strong, and she and her wolf are able to resist his commands. Burke freaks out, realizes that she and her wolf are rabid. Uh, luckily for her, this means that he's no longer interested in her, but rabid wolves are normally killed, so she's a bit worried. The pack decides not to kill her, though. Instead, they drop her off on Ruin Falls territory. The Ruin Falls pack has a bad reputation for being cruel, and Seneca is scared that she is going to be killed by a pack worse than the one that she just came from. She pretty much immediately gets herself caught in a snare and found by some pack members and dragged off to like the main pack territory. She tries to struggle, but she's exhausted, hungry, thirsty, and still feeling some of the effects from the tranquilizer. They don't kill her. Uh, she just gets shoved in a shed and she's actually given food and water. Uh, one of the pack members who uh, fed her tells her that she needs to run. So she manages to break out at night, but ends up being chased in wolf form. Instead of being chased out of fear, though, her wolf is having fun. 
She realizes that this chase is a claiming, so if a wolf manages to catch her, he can claim her. Internally, she is freaking out and telling her wolf that this is a bad idea, but her wolf is just having a ton of fun and has latched onto the scent of an enticing male. She easily avoids the other wolves chasing her, but does get caught by the wolf who smells good. They are having a good time, but get interrupted, and Seneca's wolf goes rabid again. Luckily, the other wolf shifts back to his human form and is able to order Seneca back to her human form as well. They have sex, and it's awesome, uh, but since they're wolves, there's this nodding thing that happened, and they're stuck together for a bit, and he bites her on the shoulder, which is a big deal in the shifter world because it's a permanent claiming. Seneca is not happy about it. When she wakes up the next day, he's gone, and she asks her wolf to find water and food. However, her wolf takes her back to the pack and steals some meat, which gets her in trouble with another female wolf, Presley. It's awkward, um, but she manages to find the wolf who claimed her, only to realize that he is the pack alpha tyrant. So she's freaking out because she got claimed by the pack alpha of a pack that she thinks is worse than her old one. She soon realizes that the rumors are greatly exaggerated. Tyran took over the pack because the old alpha was performing sacrifices and the pack was corrupt and rotting from the inside. She also finds out that he is a fair alpha when he punishes the wolf who told her to run during the claiming. So she tries to be more open-minded, but she's still adjusting to her rabbit wolf. Tyran is able to help her with that. He takes her running and hunting to help refocus her energy. However, he's also kind of a dick because he doesn't realize that everything that has happened to her has been over a four day time period and not over her entire life. And he just tells her to get over it. He's like, get over being sexually assaulted. Not great. So when he finds out that she has gone through everything recently, he feels awful about it and apologizes. They manage to work through their problems and Seneca claims him by biting him as well, which is a big relief because uh, before the because before the claiming was not complete, which makes their wolf somewhat antsy. The bite also means that she is now Luna of the pack, uh, which is a bit overwhelming, but she's looking forward to embracing the role and getting to know the pack. It also turns out that they are preparing for a flux and she's nervous about it considering what just happened to her, but she decides to go. However, when she gets there, she finds out that children are getting their wolves and freaks out. She has been raised believing that it's too dangerous for kids, and since her pack also made it a claiming, she's worried that it is sexual too. Tyran very quickly explains to her that their flux is nothing like that, and she just needs to see for herself. Of course, he's right. The flux goes super well. The pack runs with the new wolves, and they have a great time. During the course of the run, she sends Presley and decides that she should go clear the air because she's the new Luna. While they're talking, though, members of her old pack show up, shoot her with a dart and try to take her. Presley defends her, um, but they end up stabbing Seneca and taking Presley. So what happens? Does Seneca survive? Can the pack rescue Presley? You'll have to listen or read the book to find out. Spoilers ahead. So I am so excited to be talking about a Raven Kennedy book and Ivy Asher. I am a huge Raven Kennedy fan. Um, I, I love all of her books, but shifter books, man. And shifter books. Shifter books. So this is, we both read it once before. Um, what, how, how did you think, what did you think of the book, Marissa? <laughs> uh, 
I, Sephora shifter book, I like it. I mean, I hate that I have to put that qualifier in there. There's just something about shifter books that is very, I don't enjoy them because shifters are awful. It's not even, it's not even shifters. It's wolf shifters. So let me, let me, let me say this. Um, I read this shifter book twice and I feel like that really says something because I don't enjoy wolf shifter books. There is one other shifter book, wolf shifter book or series that I enjoyed. It was written by Jane and Eve and it's like a rejected mates book. So the, the wolf shifters in this book are awful too. It's just that the character like falls in love with a wolf God and he's not a dirtbag. So <laughs> I don't understand what it is about wolf shifters. Like I've read dragon shifter books. I've read some other shifters and it's fine. But wolf shifters are rude. What did you think? I like, I like Raven Kennedy. She's written a bunch of, I don't know that I've read any of Ivy Asher's other books. I like Raven Kennedy. I like the way that she writes. Her other books are really great too. Yes. So I, this book makes me so angry. Like the first, I don't know, like 20, 30% of it, I guess, when she's stuck with Twin Rivers back. So angry through like all of it. It makes me so mad. Yeah. Um, and then it gets much better. Um, still some, some angry I mean, I'm portions. I'm so mad. Probably yeah, I'm still... <laughs> up to 50% of the way into this book. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Especially because Tyron's kind of a, a dick for yeah. a bit. I was mad but, for different reasons. Yes. But it was, it, it was better. Um, it wasn't Twin Rivers. So I agree. There is something about wolf shifters they're assholes and I don't know why because like you said I've read dragon shifter books I've read bear shifter books uh Raven Kennedy did this great misfit series and they were like really bizarre shifters there's like a duck and a rat and a hawk and they're all these different types of shifters and it's adorable and funny and they're all really protective and loving and caring but you get wolf shifters and they're like nah I'm gonna rape you it's like why I'm just gonna rape you just throw just sprinkle some rape on yeah I it's don't all, and know why. It's in every wolf shifter book that I have read. They go to rape. Yep. Man, why? Why are you going to take it there? Yep. I know. And they I also feel very entitled to women and their bodies and claiming them. And there's no like autonomy. They don't have a choice. They don't get to choose who claims them. They're just claimed it. They treat women like property. Why is that? There's no wooing no. of them at all. Like oh, It's just like, so oh, you're a wolf now? You're mine, bitch. Like, why? Mm-hmm. You have to choose. Yeah. I mean, so um, in the same, so this book is part of like a series of eight books, but it's all written by different authors. There's a name for that type of series. I don't know what it is. But Amelia Hudgens has a book in there. And oh my God angry through like 92 percent of that book it's I was furious they're just very extreme even yes. like that Jame and Eve series that I mentioned earlier um the the mate that ends up rejecting this girl later comes back and tries to do the rape thing and the claiming thing again I'm like man you don't that's not how this works 
I know. So even in this, right, uh, Tyran is, he's pretty good, right? But he at one yeah. point says, like, there's not, like, you're claimed by me. You're marked. There's nothing you can do about it. I have the quote in here. It's like, you can't do shit about it. And on one hand, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's sexy. That whole, like, yeah, mine thing. But on the other hand, excuse you're mine. me. Yeah. Like, no, boundaries. Respect mm-hmm. my boundaries. Yeah. <sighs> Bodily autonomy is a thing. You should respect it. Yeah. He bit her without, like, talking to her. He was just like, nah, I'm going to bite you and claim you. And then he gets yeah, all pissy at her mm-hmm. because she won't bite him back immediately. Mm-hmm. Tyran does give her the shirt off of his back when she is walking naked down the street, covered in his semen. Yep. So that's nice, at least. He just he has a thing about her walking around naked. Though. Like the whole reason is because he's like, you're mine. Like yeah. nobody else can see this. And she's like, I'm a shifter. Like naked's kind of part of the deal, you know? Yeah. But nope. He sees yeah. her naked and just, oh, here's my shirt. Yeah. So it becomes a joke. She yeah. says, um, doesn't really bother me because then he gets to walk around without a shirt on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. so at the start of the book, Seneca's mom is dead. And they're at her funeral and Burke is like hitting on her. The alpha of their pack is like, hey, I know your mom's dead, but now she can't protect you from me anymore. I'm like, really, man? He is just a single large red flag. Oh, yeah. And everyone bows down to him. That's part of what makes me so angry. They're all so cowardly. I know he killed a bunch of people, but God, stand up for yourselves. You're freaking wolves yes exactly and he's gonna run out of bullets eventually and then what he can't drink the whole pack Mm -hmm. uprise rebel but everyone's just perfectly happy to stay the way that they are because like they also get perks you know because he threatens um that the like salon oh yeah yeah, so they get these nice perks and they, yeah, they don't the mind perk, the way the he perk is. is like that. I won't murder you. That's the perk. That's <laughs> not a what? perk. That's true. Okay, fine. That's a like, but... that's a basic right is to not be murdered. Okay. Shoot people with, and that's another thing. Like he shoots people with guns and he used tranquilizers, which is the cowardly way to kill somebody. If you're gonna do it. You need to just rip their throat out with your teeth. Mm-hmm. Not Burke. He doesn't like to get his muzzle dirty. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, people are really jealous that Burke is super into Seneca and they think she's a snob and uppity because she's not really into the idea of being sexually assaulted or forced to be with someone just because they're interested in her even though they're a nightmare and I don't they're jealous those girls at the salon were jealous they call her uppity because she's not into Burke who murdered her father and her mother and her mother what is wrong with you I I don't know what's wrong with them it made me so annoyed and then she goes off on them about her 
experiences and what happened to her father and reminding them what happened, how he came in and took, took over dishonorably. And they just like refused to acknowledge it. Just nothing. They get silent. And then Burke's second or whatever shows up and stands right behind her. So she tries to, she's very conflicted because like she really wants her wolf, but she's kind of made peace with the idea of, I I mean, I'm just going to have to run away and I'm not ever going to have my wolf because I can't stay in this situation. And so uh, tries to escape, gets caught by Burke and his douchebag friends and they've beaten up Hess, which I feel kind of, I feel I have mixed feelings about Hess, I guess. Yeah, I don't feel I would have if I was her, I would have left him. I should be like, whatever. Because he gives her this really half-hearted, half-ass, like you can come if you want. Yeah. But no, that wasn't yeah. That's a lie. He's like, I'm leaving, but he's already gotten permission to leave. And so the fact that he had permission to leave like soon tells her that he hadn't like it was not a genuine offer for her to go with him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel bad when he gets the shit kicked out of him. But at the same time, it's like, ah, you were kind of just planning to abandon her, even though your best, it's your best friend's daughter. Yeah. So he's not the worst. <laughs> Bare minimum again. Bare minimum. Bare minimum here. Anyway, they're holding Hess hostage. Um, to keep Seneca in line and so she submits I guess and they start this wolf ceremony but then she gets her wolf she's basically incapacitated she wakes up and this asshole Burke is dragging her out of the spirit circle where she was communing with her wolf into the woods so he can rape her that scene made me furious i was on fire i'm I'm hot right now i was so fucking mad first time i read it even though it was happening second time i read it i was furious the entitlement the fucking entitlement the cowardice of just dragging her off when she's incapacitated the fact that people just let it happen you know people fucking saw him doing it oh yeah Yeah. no 100 percent. they knew yeah what the hell? How could you let that happen? He's taking like an unconscious or not what I, I don't know if she was necessarily unconscious, but she's in a state she's incapacitated. Yeah. Incapacitated off into the woods. Come on. How could everybody just sit by and be like, it's fine. We're just going to turn the other way. How? Not a single person mm-hmm. or wolf. Wolves suck. Yeah. Because they see women as property. And they treat them that way. <sighs> you can't consent when you're incapacitated. Consent doesn't matter to them. No, it doesn't. As evident by all of the sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that happens and I'm furious. And so she loses it. She wakes up and is like, no, no, no. Um, and she try- and her wolf it like goes into protection mode. And so this is where we get, I think this is the first moment where we see that rabidness come through, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she gets like this split double vision magic thing happening. And I mean, 
the wolf takes over and she starts to rip Burke apart. And I loved it. It was so satisfying. And then when Seamus, right? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Seamus like tries to help and just in two seconds, she just rips his throat out and kills him. Rips it out. Rips it out. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was cheering for there's something so cathartic about this moment. (laughs) Yes. The bloodlust. Like, yes. Yes. Tear him apart. I wish that she had maimed. So she says that she scratches Burke across his face, but I Mm -hmm. wish that she had, I don't know, removed an arm, bitten his dick off something. Yeah. He needs a physical representation in his body that can't just be healed for the harm that he did to her. I agree. Oh my gosh. So I've got a good quote. I think it just explains everything. So she's talking about her wolf. Her fear is a sight to behold, a visceral feeling pumping through our veins. It makes me feel both unhinged and unstoppable. It doesn't matter what injury Burke inflicts. My wolf isn't stopping until the ground is bathed in his blood and his throat's been torn open, his life crushed between her teeth. Ah. Yes, powerful. Yes, do it. Oh my gosh. Rip his throat out. And then, like the fucking cowards they are. Tranquilizer. Fucking bullshit. That is bullshit. I was so, I felt so many things with the dominant feeling being anger. I went back, so I was making notes in my Kindle, like we do, obviously. And mm-hmm. I used the F bomb so many times. <laughs> These fucking cowards. <sighs> I was angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it was terrible. Anyway, they tranquilize her. She wakes up. They've been starving her. Um, They're trying to exhaust her, but she's been kept like underground in a bunker. Um, And then they they decide that she's rabid. They can't do any, you know, Burke can't rape her into submission. So um, he decides to drop her off in the woods with the ruined falls pack. And so he like, they tranquilize her again in her human form and carry her out of this bunker and the nerve of this freaking pack. They're jeering her. They start throwing rocks at her. as She's being carried out. They call her trash. They call for them to put her down. I was so glad she was getting taken away from that pack. Me too. I mean, I know it's not ideal at this point. She knows that the Ruin Falls pack is savage. They're no, like their reputation is being worse than the pack that she's in, but really could it be much worse than the pack that she's in? Anyway, she gets, she gets, you know, trotted off to Ruin Falls and Mm -hmm. she's not happy about it. And I guess I understand, but also not, um, and gets snared immediately, almost immediately. You know, she's just hanging from the tree. And I had this moment because this old guy and two wolves come in through the woods and she's stuck in this tree. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to turn into like the hills have eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That was my thought too. The cabin in the woods. We're going to get some weird incest, something or other. It's going to (laughs) happen. I was very concerned for her at that moment. Yeah. It's always bad news when an old guy and the it comes like rolling through the woods. Oh gosh. Anyway, they drag her off to this shed 
They lock her in the shed, tell her not to leave. Warwick, who seems like an upstanding guy, is like, oh, let me bring you some food. Let me bring you some water. And you know, you can't trust an upstanding guy that drags you through the woods. No. You just can't. And so he makes it seem like he's being all nice by getting her water and very noticeably saying something about her running or whatever. And so she's like, oh gosh, I've been locked in this shack in the woods. I need to escape. Even though the old guy, his name's Terrace is like, if you know what's good for you, you just stay here. Like, it seems like he, and I get it. Like who would want to stay locked in a shack in the middle of the woods? My first thought would definitely be escape too. But Warwick, Mr. Fake Nice Guy plants a seed. Anyway, she escapes this cabin or shack and shifts and runs off. And it's like a hunt claiming night, which she realizes as a wolf. And so she, we run into this first episode where it's like, there's this really major struggle between the human and the wolf. And I think that's really interesting. Yes. One of the things I love about this book is that they're two separate entities. Um, the wolf and the person, it seems like they battle each other. You know, I think I've seen this in some other shifter books, but it's very distinct in this book. Yeah. The wolf and the person are super not on the same page yeah I guess it gets better when you embrace your wolf more but it was interesting to see this like disconnect between the two of them yeah so yeah she's not and part of it is that she doesn't trust her wolf I mean she's only had a wolf for three days it's it would be hard to give up in general it's hard to give up control of your body to something else or someone else right mm-hmm. so to suddenly be sharing your body with another being be like oh i'm just gonna hop in the back seat here and trust you to drive that would be really hard yeah and then when you realize that your driver is not going to give up control and they're going the wrong direction that'd be really hard (laughs) she's like no we don't want to get claimed we just ran away from being claimed what are you doing and that's the problem the wolf her wolf is like oh we're hunting great this is a claiming night great i'm gonna let everyone know where i'm at i'm just gonna oh right hey guys (laughs) i'm over here come get me new territory come find me let's see if you're worthy uh a wolf you know finds her and he seems pretty okay but seneca's wolf is like nah brah it's not you anyway and and she realizes that it's warwick i think Mm -hmm. uh, that's chasing her and he's you know not up to snuff for her wolf um but she catches the scent of this other this other super dominant magic wolf and so she's waiting for that one um and it finds her and she deems it at least worthy of trying to catch her. And so there's this scene and she's like uh, playing like tricks, I guess, or she's taunting this wolf. And that was really enjoyable to read. Yeah, it was a good lighthearted moment seeing her wolf have fun, I think. Yeah. In a sense. Um. I do making, like making it work. Yes, that was nice. There's this great moment. She gets in the cave, right? Mm-hmm. 
and lays down with her head on her paws Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just picturing a dog i just picture a dog all i can see is dogs i just see like (laughs) cute little husky just waiting in a cave i cannot i don't picture ferocious and scary wolves (laughs) i know um but the narration then with with it is oh the wolf can chase but can he seek (laughs) and i was like she's just waiting for him to show up Mm -hmm. so yeah she laid the trail for him. Now he has to find her. I liked that scene. I I uh, enjoyed getting to see her wolf play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get to this cave and like there's the pheromones, right? So sexy times are coming. Uh, and these two other wolves turn up and try to do a bait and switch where so they distract Tyron and it, Warwick is back and he's trying to get all up in Seneca's business and she, the, the, she goes rabid again and tries to murder him and it's so glorious mm-hmm. because her wolf is so indignant. I love seeing her wolf go rabid every time it happens. Uh, but then we see he shifts back right so she almost she's basically trying to kill warwick now mm-hmm. and the wolf that she was smelling who turns out to be tyran right shifts back and orders her to shift back into her human form and she does like immediately and she's like what and he's like you gotta stop trying yeah. to kill him because you're you're just gonna straight up kill him uh, which they didn't want that to happen right yeah and then yeah and then there's the sex scene. Yeah. He's like, I'll be your distraction or something. Like, I'll mm-hmm. be your outlet. That's it. She's like, make me not want to murder everything. He's like, got it. <laughs> so he fucks her up against the side of a cave. Yeah. Cave sex. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we've talked about cave sex before. Mm-hmm. And I definitely still feel like it's one of those things that works in books. But in real life, if you tried to have sex against a cave wall, it would not, not, not be into it. Be like, oh, there's bugs. Yeah. Right? Like I'm crushing a centipede under my back here and dirt and I don't know, bat poop. It just works in books and it's super hot. <laughs> the scene was very hot in real life. Nope. It'd be yeah. a no for me, dog. <laughs> I th- unless it was a really nice cave. That's a, if it's a really nice cave, that can change the circumstance. Like an ice cave or something. I mean, then it'd be cold. It but... would be cold. I mean, you'd have a jacket on though. Yeah. Anyway, they have sex. And um, so this is where we see the first, the first incident of nodding. Yes. So I had to, this, I've never heard of, obviously I don't read a whole lot of wolf shifter books because they're not my favorite, but this is the first time since I've read in, in reading that I've run into a nodding situation and I'm still not a hundred percent clear on the knot anatomy on a penis. So I picture for whatever reason, like a, a donut, like an expanding donut thing for, yeah. it's supposed to be at the base of the penis right and 
and it grows so it, that you can't separate. Right. So the cum won't come out, right? That's right. the idea. Yeah. So that right. they're more likely to get pregnant. Yes. Don't like that. Sounds uncomfortable. Well, she says it's painful. Right. Yeah. Cause it, it I mean, yeah. If you had an expanding donut in your vagina with this magic nodding experience, he's able to get hard almost immediately after they have sex. So marathon sex is a plus, I guess. I guess. I mean, they literally can't separate. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't like that. She is hung on his dick. I don't think I'd like that. If it was part of your culture and you were led to expect that that was a thing, you might enjoy it. We That's just don't true. Like it because we are not wolves. <laughs> That's a solid point. <laughs> <laughs> we are not wolves. <laughs> How come this never came up in Twilight? <laughs> um, so the cave sex happens and he bites her and I feel conflicted because it says so she agrees to have sex with him it's a claiming hunt for his pack so that means that they can claim I don't know partners mm-hmm. I don't know then claim with a bite so they bite to claim someone so it's a claiming hunt which she realizes but she's not part of his pack and she's trying to escape it anyway he claims her which he has the right to do because that's the type of hunt that this is. And she is mad because she doesn't want to be claimed by anyone. And he didn't really talk about it with her. And it's not, I mean, wolves operate on instinct, which is maybe why I have so many of the issues because there's not conversations about consent, things like that. They just do on instinct. His wolf is instinctually attracted to her and hers is to him. And so he claims her and she's mad but he's allowed to because it's that type of hunt. But also I get her perspective because he didn't talk to her about it. Yeah, I had this note too. I was also conflicted because like you said, it's a claiming hunt. So that's what was going to happen. But she doesn't have, she's not meshed with her wolf yet. So her even participating wasn't her choice. Mm-hmm. So I think that adds another layer to it. Like even her participation Mm -hmm. in it wasn't a full choice. Right. But Um. her wolf was on board with it. So we have this, this situation again, where the wolf and the human are not on the same page either. It's it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. We seek some kind of different like issues with consent and conflict in this book than I feel like we've seen in maybe the others. Cause her wolf is consenting. Her wolf is on board with this. Yeah. So she wakes up and the sexy wolf, she doesn't know his name yet. The sexy wolf is gone and she's kind of pissed, but also kind of not. And she's hungry and thirsty. And so she says to her wolf, like, all right, wolf, I'm hungry and thirsty. Find us some food and beverages. And this wolf is just so ballsy. It leads her, like it goes directly to the little village ruin falls where the pack lives and starts like stealing food. <laughs> it's like, Oh, it's a leg of meat. I shall take it. It is mine. <laughs> and that leads us to Presley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do not have a good, they do not have a good first interaction. And I kind of understand. So strawberry Presley. So 
it's she's a kappa her job is to get the food she takes her job very seriously this strange wolf that's not part of their pack strolls up and steals their food which is rude and so presley is like hey wolf you can't just steal food she's really hateful about it and i get it uh, and wolves anyway are very territorial about their food so i get it but at the same time presley is very judgy about um what's her name seneca not knowing who better which how would she she's not part of this pack and she's also really judgy and hateful towards harlan who we find out is uh the pack's third in command mm -hmm. and so i kind of understand from presley's perspective but i still also kind of hate her because she's so mean Yes, I feel like she's unnecessarily mean, but she also is only a Kappa, right? She wanted to be right. more than that. Yeah, she's trying to move up in the ranks. Yeah, but you can't really, right? There's no like ranking. That's not how it works. It's how you're born, right? You're either born in Alpha and Beta, Omega. You know, I thought, I'm not right? Really sure, how it works. Maybe, maybe that, maybe, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. So when the book says that she, so she's going to find the food and water, right? And says so she trots back into like the village or town, whatever it is. Um, I pictured a cartoon dog, <laughs> like prancing, you know, side to side. You can't, I, I don't know why I'm acting this out. You can't see me, <laughs> but <laughs> you can see me <laughs> right now. I'm like bouncing side to side. <laughs> that's what I pictured <laughs> nice okay I can see it now <laughs> I'm glad you should you should take a video of the prancing so I can post it to our Instagram page no it's okay uh Tyran shows up and he's like you know it's rude to steal but she's also naked so he takes his shirt off and he um you know covers her up and you know I have mixed feelings about him at least initially because he makes a really good first impression with his penis and all of the great sex they have in the cave. And then we get to this moment where he's giving her his shirt. So this is his second impression. They have, he, so he's, she finds out that he's the alpha because the alpha calls a meeting and he's standing next to her. And then he goes up on the dais and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, alpha here. And she's like, what? Excuse you, sir, sir. She, you might have mentioned this to me. Then he like ignores her and walks away from her. <laughs> but Seneca is indignant because how dare he ignore her? And so she stops up to his house and she demands that he feed her and give her clothes, which and a shower, which I like because I would also be demanding those things. <laughs> so he tells her, like, you can go take a shower and there's clothes in this room. Okay, very good. But then he sends her to a room that is full of the scents of the other ladies that he has boned. And that is rude. Because mm -hmm. obviously she's going to lose it because her wolf is very protective of this man that he she deemed worthy of, you know, topping her. I loved the imagery of her destroying the bed, though. Yeah. Just ripping everything apart. Uh -huh. Feathers in the air. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. And then she stomps. So she destroys this room that he sent her to. And she stomps downstairs where he's having a meeting with a bunch of other wolf people. And her hand partially shifts and she like stabs it into this table. I think, yes. Right? Like, how <laughs> dare you? Mm-hmm. And she's naked again, obviously. And he makes some comment about her being naked again. And she's like, excuse you? I will do what I want and I will have sex with all of the other wolves in this room so that you know how I feel about you sending me up to this room full of scents of other people that you had sex with. And everyone at that moment is like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sneak out. <laughs> awkward awkward and also i'm not trying to get murdered today in a, in a domestic dispute tyran tells her to shift and she does and he tells her to run so she does and he i think takes off and so she's chasing him and they murder a goat together and it's really sweet um but then she feels very vulnerable and so she walks away and they're on top of this mountain because the goats live there and she's standing on the edge of this cliff and she feels, I mean, just overwhelming desolation at the, the situation that she's in right now. Mm-hmm. And Tyran comes around. He's like, why are you standing on the edge of this cliff? And you think like, oh, he's going to do this like really sweet, you know, talking the person down from the ledge moment. And he doesn't. He did, he did, instead of that, he does this really terrible talking her down speech where it's like, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, we don't like this like vulnerable wolf that you're coming through with. We don't like you're questioning yourself. We want the angry, rabid wolf bitch that I had sex with in the cave last night, or we don't want you at all. Um, no, he gives her all this crap about her. Like she shares all of the terrible things that have happened to her in literally the last three days it's been 72 hours <laughs> and he knows he 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 does nothing to be like oh i'm so sorry he doesn't realize that it's only been a couple days yeah not that that excuses anything <laughs> But if he would ask her some personal exactly. questions, if he, he could, <laughs> I mean, he uh, could say like, oh, when did this happen? Yes. Instead, he's like, suck it up. Be better. Mm-hmm. We don't want this weak wolf. We yeah. want you to be angry. And I yeah. get that. I mean, but she's like, I don't know, 20 and sad. Mm-hmm. Why are you she's... so bad at communicating? Both of her parents are dead her she was just sexually assaulted he's been a wolf for five minutes yep and he's like get over it and then that's when the reckoning happens right that's the next thing that happens which is interesting so warwick and who is the other guy reap reap they're both on trial kind of really it's a sentencing actually i suppose but anyway, so for basic there, so Warwick is the one who told her to run, right? And Reap was there and was complicit in it. <laughs> so 
obviously Tyran cannot let this go, right? This can't be a thing. Right. Because he, well, it's the problem is that he told her to run and let her go. And it's an issue because Warwick withheld the information about this being about there being this random female shifter. That's not part of their pack in their territory so that he can claim her for himself. Exactly. Yes. So he, Tyran, right, then holds Warwick's head underwater, and it becomes this whole issue about trust. You have to learn to trust your alpha. Warwick never does, ends up being drowned, and Reap, however, just doesn't struggle, right? He just kind of doesn't struggle, and Tyron lifts him back out of the water and he's like, yay, you pass. Yeah, he's, he, he submits. Yes, because they're wolves. Yeah. Right? He submits to his alpha and mm-hmm. gets to not drown. Yes. Yeah, so I feel this is an interesting scene to me because like I get the point of the exercise. Should just do trust falls. Right. If you don't have trust in your alpha, first of all, but if you're, if your pack can't trust you, it's not a good fit, right? That's not, mm-hmm. you can't be in the pack. Mm-hmm. Packs rely on trust and loyalty and trying to do things to serve your own desires that that doesn't serve the pack. It serves you. And Warwick is super, I don't know, broody and disrespectful. I think at one point it says that he spits at Tyran, which mm. is not a good thing to do to your alpha. Um, and Reap just submits. And this is part of where um, Ruin Falls gets their like reputation for being savage and brutal for taking out their own pack members. But I mean, you have to call, you have to call the weeds, right? Yeah. If you don't take action against people in your pack who question your authority, that's that lays the ground for an uprising, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that sets up the problems that Tyran explains, um, to Seneca that he had to combat when he took over leadership of this pack. So it's brutal, but I think necessary. Yeah, it was necessary. And Seneca realizes that as well. Cause she's proud of him. Yeah. So that's good. And then it's right after this where, Tyron, Tyron is, says something to her about claiming him, biting him back, and she's not having it. Yeah. And he gets really mad, and the pack feels rejected. She hurts his feelings. Yeah. And he's just completely, again, not understanding anything. And then he, goes and sees all of his pack members you know they're all talking and stuff and then presley sits on his lap mm-hmm. uh, and he does this Shots. on purpose it's yes yes he does it on purpose to rile seneca up shots fired boom boom and i love she threatens about like pissing on the bodies of his pack members yeah. <laughs> she threatens to murder everyone and piss on their bodies and it's disgusting but i love this energy for yes. her and it's finally revealed to his dumbass that it's only been three or four days since she got her wool. Yeah. And he realizes that he fucked up. It's like, oh no, I'm sorry. 
I didn't realize it had only been four days because you never asked, mm-hmm. sir. Yep. And then he's like, can we just talk like we should have done from the start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should have talked from the start. And I like that the pack defenser sort of at that point. Yeah. So it's revealed a little bit later. He's like, yeah, they've been mean to me since then. <laughs> like not that they've been mean to him. They've, they've made their displeasure known about how I treated you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Finally, someone is standing up for our girl. Yeah. And it's a whole pack pretty much, you know? Yeah. Which is what it should nice. be. Yeah. She um, does eventually claim him. Yeah. I mean, like five minutes later. Yeah. He takes her to his actual bedroom where he's never had sex with anybody else, which is sweet. Because he's been waiting for her. He's been waiting for her. And they have hammock sex, Mm -hmm. which sounds mobile (laughs) and interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And she claims him. And it's it's real sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. They have all the sex and it's very, the, the nodding happens again. And it's very, this, this is much sweeter than the cave sex that we had. It's mm-hmm. still, I mean, it's still really brutal and intense sex, aggressive sex, but it's, it's also sweet because she claims him and he, he just feels so good and proud and, and all that after she does finally claim him. Yes. The next morning, his second, I don't remember his second name. What's the second Britain. name? Britain says to Seneca, Tyron's been, been parading those bites around all morning like a proud peacock. I've never seen the bastard so happy. I love that. Yeah. It's so cute. It is cute. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say he calls her vicious which is really cute. That's her nickname. Mm-hmm. So he says, savage looks sexy on you, vicious. And he uses vicious as her nickname. And there's, I love cute slash mean nicknames. One of my favorites is I read a book where the guy nicknamed or the male nicknamed the female character nightmare. Oh, it was really cute though. I know your O <laughs> felt very, you have to read it. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. But there, that needs some context. But it's, really, it's like little nightmare or something he calls okay. it. It's cute. Well, if it's a little nightmare. A little nightmare. Well, he says something along the lines of haunt me because they get separated and he's missing her and he says, haunt me nightmare, haunt me until I beg you to stop. She's like, oh, yeah. Well, that is sweet. Right? All right. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's Little Monster and Fireheart. I just love yeah. cute nicknames. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. So the flex ceremony is the next day. They have a flex ceremony, and they're all worried about Seneca being triggered because her flex ceremony was five minutes ago, and it did not go as planned and so she goes and is anxious but feels okay until she sees that they're children mm-hmm. that it's all ch- like their ages like eight to 13 for this flux ceremony and she's like what the what 
this is not good because mine was really sexual and frightening and they're kids and it could kill them. And so she starts freaking out. And I feel like Tyran is kind of aggressive and judgy with her when she expresses her concerns. Uh, and it's because, I mean, he probably doesn't know what her flux ceremony was like, and she wasn't expecting his flux ceremony to involve kids. So I feel like he could have been like, you know, it's fine. There's nothing sexual about this. He could have explained all of that before they even got to the ceremony. So she would know when she got there, but no, that doesn't happen anyway. He explains what's going to happen and she's super cool with it. it. When she realizes that, um, like their parents help guide them and they get to pick someone to help them. And there's nothing sexual about it at all. And it's not actually dangerous. And then there's just all these kids and they're cute little wolves. I imagine. So they, the way it's described, they sort of surround the, their puppies. Fuck it. They're puppies. Ah, they're puppies. They're puppies. So there's, you know, a adult wolf in the front back and on the sides. Right. They kind of surround them yeah, so that they can be free and frolic. And I just imagine like newborn puppies sort of, you know, like learning how to walk and falling over yeah, and trying to get their like footing and stuff. That is what I imagine. And I'm like, this is amazing. It's just puppies. It's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. So they, they take the puppies out on the run and they let them frolic and Seneca kind of strays away. Uh, just to explore and she runs across Presley who's found some food and she's very defensive obviously but Seneca's like whatever I'm just gonna clear the air so she does which is fine except that Warwick apparently had arranged or so he sent he contacted the Twin Rivers pack and was like hey I've got your lady and I want to join your pack and so he set them up and so Seneca gets tranked while she's talking to Presley and she's like, Presley, go get help. And so Presley takes off and some of Burke's betas show up and they're like, ha ha ha. We caught you. We heard things were too nice here. So we're going to take you back. And then Presley tears out of the woods and she attacks one of the betas and they're still trying to drag Seneca into like their van or whatever. Cause it's always a van. And <laughs> Presley's fighting and then Presley Presley gets incapacitated and Seneca is trying to fight back and she like rips this guy's eyeballs out which is disgusting and metal and (laughs) I forget what happens but somehow Seneca gets stabbed Presley's being dragged off they're trying to drag Seneca off with this giant knife in her belly and the guy dragging her gives up and um drops her and so she like hits the ground and rolls and this knife is just tearing its way through her gut and I cringed so hard yeah she Ugh. wasn't like this was like a major stab too you know a lot of times like oh they're stabbed but it's just sort of an in and out this was like she was gutted yeah she was it's not a little stab nope it's a big when, stab yeah like when they find her they try to put some pressure on and it does not help oh, <laughs> like it is gosh. not it's just still pouring blood yeah 
Major gut wound. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So Tyran finds her. That's what scares the people off. Tyran finds her, and he's like, "No, I literally just found you. You can't die right now." Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to Voria, who is the healer, and I love her. <laughs> she is hysterical. She um is this older, you know, shifter lady. And she has the naughtiest mouth. She is at one of the, my favorite parts. She said, she calls them bitch ass leg humping fuckers. <laughs> and, and she calls them cockless pissants. She's just so great. Um, and so with Seneca's help, they're able to heal her. She is unconscious for two days. She wakes up and they've kind of figured out where Presley is sort of in the vicinity of. And so they make arrangements to go to Twin Rivers to attack. So they go to Twin Rivers territory and Seneca is trying. So it's Ruin Falls and the other pack. What was the name of it? I don't remember. I don't remember. Plummet something? Plummet Falls. Maybe plummet it sounds falls. like a thing. All right. Well, the two packs that are coming to attack, right? Yeah. So the other pack is Hess's twin brother. So they come up with a plan and Seneca's trying to lead them to where she thinks she had been held, but she doesn't completely remember. You know, she was trained unconscious for part of it, slung over somebody's shoulder, not really sure. But they can smell her fear from the last time she was there. And they can they kind of smell Presley. So they, they're like, all right, we're on the right track. And it turns out to be a trap, of course. Obviously. They see this boulder. And I, I think it's, you know, it's supposed to be like a trap door sort of thing. And so it's a trap. But Plummet, I'm just going to say Plummet Falls and assume that's what it is. And ruin falls they yeah um they're way more organized and they just beat the shit out of twin rivers they don't lose anybody nobody dies they're fantastic but major casualties for twin rivers because they suck you know yeah and they go into the bunker and they find all of these female wolves who have been beaten abused sexually assaulted raped awful just awful turns out that burke has been selling them so that's not cool no and they managed (laughs) they find presley they rescue her and burke runs off so he abandons his pack whatever uh Seneca tries to catch him but she gets called back by Tyron mm-hmm. and they gather I think all of the rest of Twin Rivers and Tyron gives a speech you know saying you're gonna have a new alpha you guys are gonna get your shit together if you don't get your shit together I'm gonna start killing you and then these fucking assholes turn to Seneca as if she's gonna help them and Tyron is like fuck that don't you dare talk to my mate I guess I almost said wife but that's not right oh it's Plummet Lake 
Clement Lake. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. This is what he says. Do not ask my mate for mercy, he yells, each word laced with power and dominance as he stands proudly, hair windblown, expression brutal. Where was your mercy when she needed it? You dare to even speak my Luna's name as though you have the right? You have nothing. You are nothing in her eyes and in mine. Don't ever speak her name again in my presence. Yes. 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 Yeah. So... Huh, I mean, what is better than coming back to the pack that rejected you and was shitty to you as the Luna of a new, better pack with like this kick-ass alpha? Come on. Mm-hmm. Nothing yes, better. Yes. That is that is the epitome of, you know, uh-huh. red no, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Harlan gets shot and they call they call Seneca back because they need her help with healing people who've been injured. And she is so, so, so close to getting Burke. And I thought, oh, no, he cannot get away. But she gives up the hunt. Like, oh, man, if this doesn't resolve with him being murdered somehow, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. I know. Is she like so she's she's giving it like she's getting ready to like abandon ship and run back to um, Tyran and the others. But she like smacks her paw against the van as it's driving away and talks about how the guy is terrified. and like, yeah, she's coming for you. Well, I love she manages to change into something that isn't wolf and isn't human. She kind of emulates the lichens. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting. Is really interesting. Yeah. She also tears somebody's heart straight out of their chest. And I am for that. Love that. Indiana Jones vibes. Yep. Kalima. Big fan. fan. Uh, and it talks about how good of a team her and Tyran are with each other. Like she takes out one person, he takes out the person coming for her. Someone bites his leg. So she rips their throat out. And and I just love that for her, that she finally has someone who uh, she can work on a team with and who's at her level and has got her back and is supporting her and she can support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love them being savage together. It's so nice. The couple that slays together stays together. (laughs) They go back. We kind of get a happily ever after. Like six months later, we get an epilogue. um, And Tyrion and Seneca have been together. And they still haven't said I love you to each other, which I think is interesting because they bring up the feelings like they and they can feel each other's emotions because they've claimed each other. So they can feel what the other person is feeling. Um, But it it strikes me as being just sort of different, I guess, that they've been together and have like felt each other's feelings, but haven't actually said the words. Yeah. And maybe, maybe because they, I mean, because they are literally capable of feeling the other person's feelings, the words aren't necessary or it's, it goes beyond that sort of, you know, and then at the very end. Yes. Yeah. So Tyron gifts Burke to her and to Hess. So he's hanging up, right? I feel like he's yeah, he's been caught in a snare. He's been caught in a snare, right? And she says to him that if he tells her what happened to her mother, that she will make it be make his death quick. And he agrees. He says, Oh, yeah, you know, tells her the story about how. Her mother had to come help heal two female wolves after they'd been 
beaten, I guess, attacked, just assaulted, all awful things happened. These are some of the ones that he was going to sell. And since she now knew his secret, he killed her. He just couldn't have that. Basically, yeah. Yeah, right? That's essentially that's what happens. So, yay, we have closure, I guess, on what yeah. happened. And he starts he's begging for his life though he says um he'll give them something and then when he realizes that doesn't work he's gonna threaten them and then he begs for mercy and it's just hilarious to watch him go through this and then she changes her mind well no she doesn't change her mind she just never intended it so i think she cuts him down right and then says run Mm -hmm. to him and he says oh but you said that you'd make it quick and she just goes I lied. And I was like, yes, good. <laughs> now slowly tear him limb from limb. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that was a really gratifying experience there at the end. I was super afraid we were not going to get that. Okay. Let's do our quotes. Yes. So I'll start. Uh, there was one quote. <laughs> Seneca says this in her mind. It's after so that they her and Tyran have made their way to the cave and Warwick has tried to do the bait and switch and she is bent on killing him and Tyran stops her and she says if he had just let me handle things like I wanted to I'd be rolling in the blood of my enemy right now (laughs) (laughs) and I just I love that vibe for her (laughs) what about you I had two so I have one I'm rabid and there's not a damn thing wrong with that yes embrace your rabidness especially because she's such a badass accept yourself yes and then I have there's this moment where he bites over the mark that oh my god Burke left Mm -hmm. did I say yeah on um her arm and they kind of get this exchange of memories and emotions. And she says, through his eyes, meaning Tyran, we've never been anything but pure beauty and raw power personified. And I loved that, especially because so that was their first meeting that she's in visit, that she's seeing. And it was just sweet to know that's what he thought, like from, you know, day one. Yeah, I, I just like that. Final thoughts? I love this book. I love Raven Kennedy um, and Ivy Asher by extension. So I hope they write more in this universe, but if not, I'm, you know, super excited for the rest of the Plated plated Prisoner series to come out. Yeah, there should be another one coming out soon, the fourth one, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Raven Kennedy also has a really great series, the Cupidity series. We read that was really cute. It's a reverse harem, and it's Mm -hmm. it's uh, funny, and the main character is sweet and silly and capable, and it was it's just a really good. It's a good series too. Alrighty, well that wraps up Rabin by Raven Kennedy and Ivy Asher. Uh, Next week we'll be kicking off um, with Nevernight by Jay Kristoff. So we'll be covering the books in that series. Um, for the rest of this month. So uh, we're excited and we hope you join us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. 
We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.